going. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Remix podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about E3 2018. It's the gayest E3. There were two whole gays. Two gays. There might have been other ones. Those are just the only ones that I know Well, of. there were minor gays, but they were, like, quantumly gay, in which they're gayed by your decisions. Yeah. Okay, so we're today we're basically going to be talking about games that we saw that we thought were interesting, uh, games that we want to know more about. Um, so the first one, uh, obviously, The Last of Us 2, which, you know, I have to admit, when they first announced that they were making a sequel to The Last of Us, I was, like, really not sure. About, I think a lot of people, like, I really wasn't sure about the idea just because, like, it was designed to be an enclosed story, but I think I like I think with, with everything when you're like, oh well, it, the first one was good. Like, do I want to take that risk? You know? Yeah. Well, it's like with a good movie when they ended and they're like, okay, that's like the complete story, and then they're like, we're gonna make a sequel, and then you're like, oh, what are they gonna do with it that could possibly be better than what they've already done? I'm very excited for it. I love the gore. I saw a lot of articles saying it was too violent, and I'm like, Dude. Did you play the first game? Yeah, like, honestly, did you play the first game? Like, I understand that, you know, I respect that people have different levels of violence. Comfort with Comfort. violence, yeah. But if you didn't play the first game, like, I'm sorry, but you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. And you, it's just, what? Maybe it could be, and I'm not like, making any accusations. But it was Ellie doing it. In the first game, it was mostly Joel being mm -hmm. really weird. Now it's, like, a woman. How old, do, do you know how old she's supposed to be? I don't know. I assume she's an adult. And uh, one thing I really liked is that Ellie and her girlfriend, I would say. I don't know exactly what their relationship is, but they're more than friends. No, they're just girls, gals being pals. They're just gals being pals. No, for sure gays. I don't know what the cultural traditions are of women, but the, it seemed like a friendship kiss to me. Yeah, it was a friendship make-out tongue in her mouth. <laughs> um, but for serious, they're both clearly, like, sexually and romantically into each other. But one thing I really liked is, you know, they are both, like, way above average in attractiveness, but they also, like, weren't that traditional video game woman look. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, if I saw these two in the real world, I'm like, they're beyond me in terms of beauty in every way. But in terms of the games industry, they're much more, quote-unquote, average. Real? Real looking, yeah. Yeah. Um, some idiot boys I saw on some forums were like, I don't like the way she looks for stupid reasons. I'm like, okay, like, you've literally never kissed a girl. <laughs> I try to, like, look at different places so I can understand different people's viewpoints, at least, where I'd be like, so I can just understand the context of the gaming community, even though I'll be like, you're so fucking wrong. But uh, what I saw, I was like, you guys are idiots. And then, of course, people being like, she could still be bisexual. And I'm like, so what I, I was thinking about this today, actually, what I kind of hate about the whole, like, she could be bisexual, you don't know, is that, like, they're not actually saying, people don't usually say that from a place of wanting bisexual representation, they, they just, say it from a place of not wanting someone to be a lesbian. Yeah, they say it like, I still want to have access to her if I'm yeah. Identify as a man. Which, like, don't get me wrong, like, if she, if it turns out that she's bisexual, I'll be like, my icon! She's, like, in my bisexual group! Bisexual icon! Yeah. yeah! Like, she would be a bisexual icon, but the people who are saying that are not part of the queer community. Usually that's... I could be, you know, obviously everyone has different opinions, but of the people I saw saying it, they were all straight men or young men or teenage boys who were saying that and being like oh i can't like i can't be with ellie anymore like what? i'm like you can still be with her in your imagination it doesn't change like it's so weird to me because like there's plenty of like like you know i just think of like dorian as a classic example like dorian is obviously like gay as in 
off the romantic table for me, but, like, I still, like, think he's really cool, and, like, him being gay doesn't change my feelings about his character. Yeah, that's like finding out a celebrity is gay, and I'm like, they're still fucking hot. Or, like, like, it was never gonna happen. Or, like, finding out they're married. Yeah. And you may be kind of like, aww, but, like, Stephanie Beatrice is still really hot, and I'm still gonna be, like, she's, like, my bisexual icon. Yeah, Even though she's married. Like, it was never gonna happen. Like... (laughs) Ever. Like, you were never gonna, like, transport magically into the land of Last of Us and then run into Ellie and then you guys fall in love. She'd probably murder you. Yeah, she'd probably just fucking kill you. She'd murder all of us. Yeah, she would just see us and kill us just because we weren't, because we were out and about. She was like, I've seen this before, you're dead. Yeah. Um, but I really liked that in that, in the uh, dancing and stuff, they were, like, sweaty and kind of, like, she's, like, do I smell bad and, like, stuff like that. And I kind of just made it feel a little bit more real, even though I was, like, ew, I hate sweat. Well, what made, what made it feel real about that to me is that, like, it's a zombie apocalypse, so clearly, like, people are not going to be taking as many showers. It's, it's kind of like in, like, m- like medieval fiction mm-hmm. when you're, like, oh, yeah, everyone probably smells bad. Yeah, they probably bathe, but, like, it's regulated and, like, you know. Um, I just really like that. And you can kind of sense, like, what's going on. Like, they're they're probably in some sort of community where there's a lot of young people and they have a dance and stuff like that. Um, So you can see that, like, they have some sort of electricity. And then everything goes dark. Some sort of electricity, some sort of, like, whatever. And probably everything goes to shit. And then everyone dies. (laughs) I can't wait! Basically, the game is you make out with a girl, and then you immediately stab a man in the throat. And those are two things I feel like a lot of gamers want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're finally making a game for me. <laughs> um, I really hope that this game does not fall into some old tropes. I trust Naughty Dog to want to try not to. Yeah. They might accidentally do it. And it will be like, oh, like, you did it by accident. But it, they won't be like, hey, let's be, like, weird about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think Naughty Dog wants to not do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, so this game looks pretty great. I feel like, this is such a weird detail, but Ellie's haircut is so, like, Ellie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like a bob and half tied back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about the next one? Yeah. So, Cyberpunk 2077. So, this has been, um, in the works since, I think, 2012 when I first saw the very first teaser trailer for this. Yeah. And I thought it was creepy and gross. And now the next trailer is no longer creepy and gross, it's just creepy. I, I... Which is way better. If you have not seen the trailer for this already, it was like... I was watching it, and it was just, like, my my jaw was, like, on the floor, because, like, every part of it, there's, like, you know, the guy with the cool, like, light-up jacket, and everyone's got, like, cool hair, and then there's the girl who's, like, doing the makeup on her eyes, and, like, her fucking face is missing. Yeah, that like, was amazing. Oh, She can so change her cool. fucking face. Uh, some points that I saw people, Here, this like, is the... Yeah, some this is the one. points that I saw people, like, getting excited about was that they were asking him, like, hey, like you know, can you be gay? And he's like, yeah, like, obviously. So what I've heard and, like, you know, whatever, is that you can choose, like, one-night stands and also there will be game-long romance choices. Mm-hmm. Of, excuse me. That was, wow. <laughs> of, of, like, and you can uh, customize your character, but it is in first person, but... You know, I know a lot of people didn't like that because they want to be able to see their own character. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you can get a mod or something or whatever. But you can have romances through like that span the game. And you can also have one-night stands. And you can be any gender. And you can fuck any gender. And you can fall in love with any gender. From what I've seen from different tweets and stuff, obviously tweets are not always going to be reflected in the final game, but that's what they're trying to do right now. (laughs) Casey Hudson, Mass Effect 3, you liar. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I just think back to, like, I, I mean, I know this is, like, a horrible example, but I just think back to, like, all, like, the No Man's Sky, like, press hype and, like, how that just got so out of hand and, like, they're saying all these things that's going to be in it and, like, they're not. I trust CD Projekt Red to also be a studio who wants to make a game that people like. Yeah, and I think that, you know, coming off of the success with the Witcher series, it'll be really cool to see what they do with a game that is completely different. Here, let's look at some of the other pictures. Uh, just, just like, didn't give a shit, but, like, and, um, you know, I respect the Witcher series for what it is. It wasn't for me 100%, but I feel like I know this is, I get more excited about playing female characters or at least being able to customize my own character mm -hmm. and I understand that Gerald's like a really awesome dude but like I also am bad at video games so when I tried to play The Witcher 2 I was like I don't know what the fuck is happening yeah I um I just really liked the so I've as people may be able to guess, just if you know anything about me, like, the, the whole, like, cyberpunk aesthetic is very much, like, something that you I... You love that. You want to have a laser for your face. Well, yeah. I mean, just, like, just everyone's got fucking cool haircuts! Everyone's not wearing clothes, which is Stacey's favorite thing. Which is my favorite thing. Stacey <laughs> hates clothes, but only... She'll only wear clothes... If they look ridiculous. Yeah. Like, this woman <laughs> is technically wearing clothes. This is basically your character, a bunch of people trying to shoot you, and you're literally strip murdering. <laughs> it's it's a special type of combat. Kind of like dance combat. Yeah, it's not dance combat, it's strip combat. Strip, <laughs> well, strip murder, maybe? Strip murder. Yeah. S strip, yeah, strip shooting. Gun yeah. kata, but, like, with stripping. Yeah. It's... Uh, strip, strip kata. It just looks so cool. Yeah. Um, Her outfit is literally see-through plastic. <laughs> I also really like the idea of, I mean, I know this is, like, still fashion choices, but, like, I love the idea of, like, the Welcome light, to Fashion Cast. The light-up jackets. Yeah, welcome to Fashion Cast. I know that you would wear this with yeah. no underwear because it's fashion. Well, why do you need underwear with that? Exactly. <laughs> Why would you need it? It's the future. It's the future. You have a future vagina. Why do you need underwear? Yeah, like, she's clearly a robot. Maybe she just takes her vagina off so she doesn't get under arrest for public indecency. I mean, who knows what she's rocking under that? We have no way of knowing. She probably can, like, put anything in there. Yeah. So, I mean, you could totally, like... It's 2077. Gender's not... O gender's over. Yeah. And you could just, like, completely customize everything. So that was from the original teaser, right? Yeah. yeah. That Well, that that was a concept art for the original teaser. Mm -hmm. oh, no, I think, yeah, I th but I think there, there was the teaser. This showed... is the concept. Yeah, this is the yeah. idea from the teaser, but it's not actual. From yeah. So. Um, this looks so cool. I don't mind it being first person. I'm willing to make that sacrifice to yes. have a fully, a world made by CD Projekt Red that I know I could feel more a part of. Mm -hmm. um, I really should give The Witcher 3 a, a better chance. Like, gotta expand my... I own it if you ever want to give it a shot. Maybe. Oh, I really... You just... No, it's okay. Because <laughs> there's a shock thing okay. now. Um, Alright, moving on. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So this is another game that um, it, it gives you a lot of options in terms of your character. Not like in terms of character customization, but more options in terms of like... Choices? Choices, I guess, because it's like you can play as a man or a woman. Um, I believe what I read is that the... Um, the characters actually have, like, the whoever you play as your protagonist, those characters actually have all the same dialogue and options. So, like, you can romance whatever gender you want, um, you know, whether you want that to be a lengthy romance, whatever. Uh, it's, they're actually, um, 
they are getting Greek voice actors to do the voice acting. Instead of that weird random accent that people in Hollywood do. Yeah. That well, way, just like, you're like, what is that? What is that? Well, and it's like, I just, I like the idea. And I'm not like one of those people who's like, everybody has to be exactly the same as what they're depicting. But like, if you're going to have a whole game that's set in a different society, like, Give, and, and, and especially, especially like the protagonists, like you should try to find people that like the voice actors that like can actually embody it. I guess I really like this direction. I can understand why traditional Assassin's Creed fans um, would are, be hesitant. Would be hesitant, and like I validate that. Yes, but let's not forget that Assassin's Creed credentials have gone down a lot, <laughs> and. So, I mean, let's just be happy they're putting any effort into it at all and are actually, like, trying. <laughs> because I remember Assassin's Creed Unity, and I didn't even want to give it away because I had an extra copy because I was like, I can't even give this away to our viewers. Oh, man. Because it's so bad that I don't want to <laughs> be, like... I don't want to be responsible for inflicting this on someone. <laughs> even for free, I don't want to give this to you guys. Mm -hmm. It was bad. So, I can understand why people who want that, but like, is the gameplay different? Because basically the last, every Assassin's Creed I've played has just basically been like, gameplay and then like, here's the reason why we're doing it. It's because of eating apples and brains. Uh, well, <laughs> did you play any of the, did you, you didn't play, um... I played the original when it first came out. But you out. didn't play Origins, right? Um, I Yes. No, wait. The pirate one? I played no, the pirate one. No, no, no. Uh, the Egypt one. Nope. Did not play Origins. So Origins and Odyssey, I have heard from people who have played like all the games, are kind of both breaking with tradition a little bit. So like, that's where they're, I feel like, really trying to, like, you know, like making differences in gameplay and stuff. So this isn't the first time that they've made changes, but mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know. I'm interested I'm 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 interested to see where it goes and what it looks like. So I've seen people also try to be like G gays in Greece and I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I have some like I mean, buddy, if you don't know that there's gays in Greece, I have some news for you. The thing that would be inaccurate is female fighters in Greece, but like we're trying to put, make a video game that people want to play, and some people want to play women. So like that's the inaccuracy. But yeah, dude, people were they were so gay that they thought a love between a man and a woman was superficial and that love between two men was real love. Yeah. That's how gay well, they were. Well, they had the whole, like... They the, had the battalion. The battalion, yeah. Like, well, because they thought that if the... the Oh, just be really careful what... Um, gay Greek battalion? No. Nah. Uh. I, I'm just... I'm wondering what... Sacred Band of Th Thebes. The Sacred Band of Thebes was a troop of select soldiers consisting of 150 pales, pairs There's... of male lovers, which formed the, the elite force of the The Theban? Theban. Theban army in the 4th century BC. Its pre predominance began with its crucial role in the Battle of Leuctra <laughs> in 371 BC. It was annihilated but basi later. But basically, like, the top notes are that they thought that people would be more willing to, like, charge into battle if their lover was beside them because you're not just fighting for some rando. So it was set up so that, like, there was an older lover and a younger lover because, like, one would be, like, the person who taught the younger one, like, how to fight and they, like, formed a close bond and they became lovers. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, a 30-year-old and a 12-year-old. It was... It was not like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it it was it would like that. It was like that kind of situation. And if you were in like, if you would just be like, you were less willing to to leave if your partner was still there with you because you won't leave your partner. Mm -hmm. And they'll fight together. And they were really good. They were like unstoppable mm -hmm. for a long time. 
So, um, and then, of course, uh, one of the games that we will be playing very soon is The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Mm-hmm. We got a review key. Woo! Uh, and that's all we will say. That's all we will say about that. We <laughs> I'm have too not, scared to say anything. We haven't played it yet, so... We, yeah, so if we're going to play it tomorrow of this recording... Uh, the video will be out at exactly 11 a.m. Central U.S. Uh, a Monday, right? Monday, the 25th. So, um, have fun with that. And so, a couple of things to note from this trailer, because originally when I watched the trailer, I looked at the dad and I was like... Is that Frank? I was like, is it, that looks kind of like Frank. Um, but the kid is not, does not grow up to be Frank. This is, like, a completely separate story. It's they said it was, oh, wait, I can't say anything. I, I read it in the thing, and I didn't want to say. Oh, I, they said that it's, it, like, centers around a character from Life is Strange 2, um, and that also it takes place, I think, three years after the events of Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I pretty much know about it. Um, it has to do with a kid in his childhood, um, uh, playing some imaginary games. It gave me a real, um, Calvin and Hobbes feel. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, Spaceman Spiff, uh, Stupendous Man, for sure. But, like, when he landed on the alien world, I was like, is that Spaceman Spiff? Like, something about, like... The color palette and the way, like in the distance, the mountains were, and he was like, "I'm a like a space captain." And I was like, "Spaceman Spiff." Well, and also he blows up the snowman, snowman with the firecrackers, which is also something Calvin and Hobbes did. Additionally, he does have a bear that's kind of like a tall bear mm -hmm. that some people say like could be an allegory for Hobbes. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny when I was in college, yeah, this definitely looks like Spaceman Spiff to me. When I was, uh, when I was in college, I had an elective course that was all about the philosophy of Calvin and Hobbes. <gasps> it was really cool. We Calvin had... and Hobbes is basically the most, the most important literary work of our time. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I'm really excited to play this. It's releasing for free. So, um, oh, and this is not quite E3 related, but they did announce the first episode of Life is Strange 2, which is going to be coming out at the end of September. Which is going to be so fun. Which is so soon! So... I like that they're making the main character a boy. For Captain Spirit, at least. Yeah, so I think people are kind of wondering, you know, if, you know, this obviously opens up the possibility of maybe, like, a gay male lead, like, we don't know. Um, also, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, I don't know if, like, if this centers on Captain, like, the kid, I, I forget what the kid's name is, um, if it's, like, his childhood and then Life is Strange 2 is... It's actually about Michelle. It's a joke. Oh. Because he looks like him. Uh-huh. Uh, does he? It looks like a kid version of him. Um, it looks, it looks like it to me. Okay. <laughs> um... And then, yeah, so that'll be really exciting, and we're going to get to see that really soon. So um, next up is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. But I just want to say oh. something about the art direction. I kind of miss the blotchiness of season one. They've kind of made it too, I don't know, not the same kind of watercolor look mm -hmm. as seen as season one, which I kind of liked a lot. But well, it, we'll see what it looks like when the when we play the actual game, too. True. Okay. So, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, so, this is about, I think, like, basically Lara's trying to stop, like, a Mayan apocalypse or something like that. Um, uh, one interesting thing that, uh, about, like, the production of the game, you can actually change... The language of like so the background characters are speaking like a Mayan language mm -hmm. and you can actually change it so all the NPC dialogue is in the original language as opposed to being in English or whatever localized language oh cool. so like you wouldn't be able to understand the character conversations but like if you want it to feel more 
like, oh, I'm stepping into this world as opposed to like, everybody's speaking white people language or like whatever. I think it would be really interesting if we could have the Mayan language, but in English subtitles so that we could like, yeah, hear it that and might then be, learn. Yeah, that might be, I think that that would be really neat. I hope they, okay, so in the teaser thing at the end of Tomb Raider, the last one, what was it called? Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb Raider, no. Wait, yeah, Lords of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, they had Mayan characters, but they used the wrong Mayan characters. They used the one that was written by a Spanish, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Conquistador? Monk. Monk. Oh. A Spanish monk, where he took the characters and, like, randomly assigned it to English, well, our, the, the alphabet, not English alphabet, Spanish alphabet, whatever. And, uh... I hope in this game they actually... Have done more research? Have done more research because I was like, oh, I'm going to like do a cool like video on this. And I was like researching how to properly read Mayan glyphs. And like, yeah. and I was like, they go in a square. They don't go right to left. They go left. Like, they go, you read them in squares and like whatever. And then I like read it and I'm like, what? What is this? Fuck you, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was so excited. So I hope in the game... I understand if they don't, uh, that they, like, actually make it accurate to how Mayan glyphs are actually read because uh, the Mayan culture is has been largely eradicated from history, so I hope maybe if they want to, they... They could do some really cool stuff. <clears throat> they do some really cool stuff, and they can help people learn more about a culture that's largely misrepresented in the media because... They're not fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if they don't do that, I mean, I understand because, like, that's well, a lot of responsibility to take on, but I hope that they do. And it, I, you know, I also don't know another, th so I feel, I think that I could be misquoting this, but obviously, like, this is not set in actual Mayan times. So I think that it's a culture that has been separate from, like, l like, has been separate, was, was Isolated. Was isolated, yes. Was isolated and something like that. Because otherwise, obviously, like, she's not going there thousands of years mm -hmm. ago. Um, but I think that they were, like, isolated somehow. So I don't know if that's a way that that could tie in. Like, if they had already had Spanish influence. I, like, no. Well, the Spanish. If it's pre-Spanish influence, I hope that like when Laura's like reading glyphs and stuff, she goes, "Oh, like but, this is how you really read it." And but what like I'm that. saying is that like she's obviously post, like that time because mm -hmm. she exists in a time like way after the actual Mayan culture existed. Uh -huh. So this is obviously a fictional version of the oh, culture. Oh no, I know that it's going to be a fictional version of the culture. I understand yeah. that. I just like hope that they like, you know, put like some authenticity to it. Yeah. I mean the fact that they allow you to change like the background languages of the conversations makes me kind of hopeful that there will be some effort put towards I mean like, you know, with obviously like with any games like you know games that touch on even like more recent stuff like World War Two like there's there's going to be some fictionalization and I wish that I wish that people could at once be like hey like we like having historical accuracy but also making allowances for things like oh yeah but people also want to be able to customize their character in a way that fits with our modern values. Yeah, I want to have both, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, like, go into mine and then be like, look, that child's about to be sacrificed. Well, I mean, that probably is going to happen. But do, you, but, but do you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, like, we can... A at, balance. Yeah, like a balance of, like, oh, we can at once have this game that, like, has time period appropriate weapons in World War One or World War Two, but also, like, we can have, like, women and people of color... <laughs> Which that actually exists. is historically accurate. Just people don't talk about it because um, we live in this. We live in a society where the stories of the white guys get told a lot, in which they should be like honoring people who fought for us. But there's also a lot of people 
like the 442nd was full of Japanese people and they fought for the United States and there's a lot of battalions full of black guys who fought for the United States in World War II. There were people of color in World War II. <laughs> like they were there. They did things. Yeah. I I think that it's also like you have to kind of whenever people bring up the historical accuracy stuff, I'm like, okay, but like what is your what is your like purpose in bringing this up? Are you bringing this up because you're like, oh, I would like to see a culture accurately represented, or are you bringing it up because you want to, like, exclude people from from the story? And, like, also, if we can have a video game where we have an unlimited or, like, at least unrealistic inventory capacity and you return to life after you've been shot and you can heal yourself from bullet wounds on the battlefield, like, why can't we have women... Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I I know that, like, some people get, like, do, like, really want, like, things to be as historically accurate as possible, but I don't think that most games, like, are going out there saying, like, we're 100% accurate on every fucking thing, and, like, we're not going to change anything at all. Because, like, honestly, like, we've seen those stories before, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Even if you have things that are 100% accurate, there's still room for you to put, like, other people in the games. And to be honest, like, I know uh, an argument I see is, like, well, most gamers are white, male, and straight. Like, that's an argument I see. I don't agree with it. But, like, maybe the games industry is trying to widen their market to make more money. Because the, the argument is, like, oh, well, like, that's where the money is. Like, we're most of the gamers. And I'm like, okay, well, if they want to make even more money... They need to widen their reach. Yeah. And that's capitalism, my friend. Yes. If you want to make even more money, you have to appeal to more people. people. And it's not like, you know, where it's like, they're appealing to casuals. There's like, no, like, literally anyone can be a hardcore gamer. So if you want to have a wider reach of your audience, you want to make that audience feel included and they'll want to buy your game because they're looking for a fantasy too. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it's like, yeah, if even if, like, a certain group is, like, a big portion of the market, you want, they're always looking for more mm-hmm. of the market, and they're, like... That's actually, like, a problem with your market if most of your market is one demographic, because that means that you can widen your gra- market. Yeah, so, like, I I feel like making choices where, like, games are more inclusive, and, like, you know, it doesn't have to be done in, like, I feel like people always think it's going to be some sort of hindrance, and it's, like, you know, most of the time it's, like, you know, in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, the woman character just fucking exists. It's not (laughs) like she takes away from the male character's story in any way. They literally wrote the exact same story, and you can just play as a man or a woman. That doesn't hurt anything. It just makes some people happier. Also, like, I would say that, you know, I don't see makeup enthusiasts getting all shitty that the makeup industry is trying to expand itself to men. Yeah. Which it is, and from what I see, like, they're trying to be like... Oh, like, here's tinted moisturizer for men for a more even skin tone. Or here's, like, face cream. Or, or like, trying to do, like, fancy, like, stuff for your beard. Or, like, some guys put on eyeliner and stuff. Like, some guys wear makeup now. And, like, they're trying to market towards those men. I don't see any women being like, oh, Well, what about my eyeshadow? Like, what about me? I'm sure those people exist, (laughs) but they can honestly shut up because makeup is for everybody. Everybody can wear makeup. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that's like a total like <laughs> I could go off on that for hours. I so as somebody who used to be a makeup artist and like especially at a time when it was not as um gender diverse. Like when it was not as gender diverse and also when it was not as like when it wasn't brands were not 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 as many brands were prioritizing making shades for like all skin tones mm-hmm. or at least fucking more skin tones. Yeah, on top of that, brands are trying to make more skin tones and make more money. Yeah. Like 
No. Like, it doesn't hurt anybody else to, like, include more people. I have a, a light skin tone that I am, you know, am privileged to be catered to in terms of makeup, even though I don't, like, really wear makeup, but I don't feel like I'm going into the store being like, oh, I, there's other things for other people here? Fenty shit sells 40 shades, and, like, 39 of them aren't for me? Oh, my God. What am I going to do? <laughs> I can't believe the entire store is not specifically for me. Yeah. Uh, so another one that they showed a little bit more of, but nobody really knows what's going on with it, is Death Stranding. Um, I think that everything we have seen has absolutely nothing to do with the game we're going to see. I yeah. think... Nobody knows what's going on. I, I guarantee you, literally nothing we have seen in these trailers has <laughs> anything to do with the game or weird movie shit that's gonna happen i think that this is all like his like create he he has two layers he has the trailers to express his current feelings about like konami and whatever and his his creative baby being saved by the the new guy what's his name norman reedus norman reedus like like, it, this is all metaphors for what's going on in his life and, like, all this shit. And people are like, this is what the game's going to be like. There's going to be a fucking whale. I'm like, no. like There's going to be a fetus. Yeah, these are all literal metaphors for his actual life. And then when the game comes out, it's going to have nothing to do with that. I, I think he's showing off his his creative capabilities. I And I also feel like there's something to be said for, like, keeping things a little close to the vest. And I maybe trust him. making this, like, stuff that is very attention-grabbing and gets everybody, like, fired up but doesn't actually tell you anything about what you're in for. I don't know. I, I trust his creative because it's like, what the fuck is... People are like, what the fuck is this game going to be? Like, this woman's eating a bug, he's having a baby, and I'm like, he's showing you his creative process. He's not showing you the actual product. Which... I mean, it could be bug eating simulator. Ugh, gross. But I think he's showing you what he's going through making the game. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's gives. He's basically you're getting a side story, like a short series about his feelings. This is like the making of the game, but like through acid eyes. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody made a documentary about the making of Death Stranding. But, like, somehow did it on, like, something crazy. I don't even think it's that crazy. I think it's more just, like, like if you said, like, all right, communicate this in an artistic way as opposed to in a literal sense. I yeah. Think this is what We're basically seeing Death Stranding making of documentary. Yeah. And in that, an artistic sense. And that's, like, what I think it is. And it's also, I mean, and people have made, like, theories about, like, the baby representing, like, Norman Reedus's, like, inner child and, like, his character's inner child and, like, I don't know, Mads Mikkelsen is in it and, like, who knows what's going on. No, because cause the baby represents his creativity and, like, every time, like, these monsters come, they're like, don't move. That's, like, fucking people trying to kill the creativity and as long as the creativity is safe, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And that, see, he, like... You get Norman Reedus gave birth to the baby. You got to keep the baby safe. He swallowed the baby. There was a fucking whale. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. She's in it now. I don't know. So who knows? Uh, so there was also I don't know if you saw this one. It's called Man Eater. It's where. Yeah, we're just gonna ignore that. We're just gonna ignore all that other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> character artist. Basically, um, this was one of like the smaller games that I saw, uh, so I don't really know much about it. But basically, you play as a shark. I don't think these. I'm are gonna all... just. I'm just gonna shark just to really narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you play as a shark. And you're basically going on vacation, and you're going to eat a bunch of people. So this reminds me of the concept of the game Jaws. I think it came out on the PlayStation mm -hmm. 2. I'm ready for an HD reimagining. HD reimagining of, they're like, visit the beautiful Florida, like, coast, and, like, have as much delicious food as you want. The trailer is, like, 
pretty. It's like it like it like makes it sound like a vacation video, and then there's like all these sharks like jumping around everywhere, eating people. It's it's pretty. It's Wait, look at this Magic the Gathering card. Um, okay, so that's pretty funny. Um, another game that uh, was uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. So. It's about, you know, it's, when you raise two baby girls and they finally start killing and you're so proud of them. And you're so proud of them. So it's BJ's daughters and uh, killing Nazis in France, I think, I believe. Um, and it's a co-op game. Oh. So you can play it single player or you can play it co-op. So sisterhood and feminism. Yeah. Do you know that feminism is like... Two women just killing Just everyone. killing Nazis together? Yeah. Feminism is two women killing Nazis together. And if you disagree, then I don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. So this looked pretty interesting. Um, I, yeah. What else there is to say? I don't know what else there is to say about two it. Two bitches killing Nazis. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, all right. And I also, I do, I do like the idea of, like, being able to play with, another person, even though I don't know why anyone would want to play with me because I'm really bad at games. But we can play together and be bad together. And be bad. Oh my god, people would get so frustrated it would be... You guys are the worst. We'd be like, we'd shut be, up! We'd basically be trolling our own viewers with just... The worst. The worst gameplay. This is what people are like, you guys should play like this one game that requires talent. I'm like, it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah. It's not... We know, it's not... Why are you playing on noob mode? It's so easy. And we're like, well... I still died, so... <laughs> um, also, we got some more trailers for Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm so hyped. Which... What? No, that has to be a joke. No, that's... Okay. <laughs> That's pretty clearly Photoshop, Mari. I freaked out for some. I, I do don't not know want how fucking Thanos in my Kingdom Hearts. It Get has out. a border around it. Oh my god. Is that furry Sora? <laughs> it's Sora's persona. For, uh, we don't even know like, what's happening. There's like, there's like people from Frozen. There's like Disney people showing up. Like who fucking knows what's happening. Oh, the toy version of Sora really weirds me out. Yeah. And they go, like, to Toy Story Land. Uh, I love that, like, we've gotten to the point where we really look like we're in Toy Story. Huh? We've gotten to the point in terms of technology that this we really look like we're in Toy Story because the originals came out on PlayStation 2. Mm. So if, if we had Toy Story and PlayStation 2, we'd be like, okay, I mean, oh, sure. Oh, all right. But now we're like, oh, we're actually in Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it actually looks like, wait, is that Photoshop? That's, no, that's real. Okay. See, it looks like we're there. Yeah, because see, there they are with Olaf. So in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, there was, like, a really creepy level <laughs> where you were in Pirates of the Caribbean. So the entire game is, like, cartoony and shit. Yeah. Then you get to the Pirates of the Caribbean level, and everyone's, like, really realistic looking. And then Sora's, like, next to them, and I'm like... I don't like this. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> this is really creepy because you have like a photorealistic Jack. Especially, they did a really good can job. You, for the can you pull up a picture? Yeah, so I can see it. Kingdom Hearts. Just put Kingdom Hearts Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, it's really weird and creepy. That is creepy because it's like. If you have them together next to each other, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. It's, and it's, like, really good for PS2. Like, they put a lot of effort into it. So it's, like, uh, really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's, like, that's on a PS2. Imagine seeing that. Like, it's really good for a PlayStation 2 game. But I was, like, I don't like this. I don't like I this. I don't like this level. Um, Look at that. Cartoon, real human yeah. cartoon. Weird. Um, so another, like, short, I guess, indie game that um, I saw the trailer for was called Night Call. Um, so there's not a lot of pictures of it, obviously, but basically you are a taxi driver and you're helping, helping to try and catch a serial killer. 
And I think that you're like talking to the people in your, from what I saw of the trailer, it's kind of like a noir type game. And you're talking to the people in your taxi. You look like the dude from the Big Lebowski. I don't think that's, that's not you. Oh, that, that guy that's, looks. That's the person in your taxi. Oh, that guy looks like the dude. You're the, you're the taxi driver. You're the taxi driver for the dude. Mm-hmm. Ew. And then you're supposed to, like, ask them, like, questions and, like, figure out what's going on and, like, gather information and stuff. It looks kind of neat, and so I'm interested to... Yeah, this seems like, a, like you know, you meet new people. It's like a character study of each person. Yeah, and you kind of, like... and the, Oh, that's the character of the game. That's a cool guy. That's a cool guy. That's a... I'm a guy, and I drive taxis. Um, so... Don't Nod announced another game in addition to... It's within the Life is Strange universe, but it's not connected to Life is Strange, from what I understand. Oh, I didn't know that. It's in the... Okay, I could be wrong. I could, like, you know. But from what I understood, it's in the universe, but it's not connected at all. Yeah, can you... Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, it's within the Life is Strange universe, so therefore the main character is gay. Um, I thought... No, because see how this, this is supposed to be the connecting thing. This shot here, because that's the same town that Rachel and Chloe went with together. Oh. That's the same town. So... They, so it, they're not connected, but the but they take place in the same universe. So the really, same kind like of... because that's in West Virginia. What? Okay, never mind. I'm a fucking moron. But I thought they were the same. Uh, Error. Twin Mirror is a dark mystery set in a West Virginia coal town. Never mind. Canceled. So, canceled. Mari's canceled. I'm canceled. So basically. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's supposed to be kind of like a Life is Strange, like Twin Peaks type setting. I'm so ready for that. You, uh, that does look really familiar, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks exact. Well, you know what? It's probably the same vibes. Yeah. Know? But like, I'm so ready for this. I mean, that might be that might be a picture from like a different area and not where the game is actually set. Do you know what I mean? It's true. Maybe that's like where he's from, and then he goes to West Virginia. I remember he was traveling in the trailer. Yeah. Well, in any case, the game we the game is set in a West Virginia coal town, but um, basically yeah, he's traveling like yeah, the beginning of Silent Hill. Maybe he goes to see somebody in West Virginia. I'm getting like heavy, heavy premonition or what? Was Alan it? Wake. Alan Wake, which is heavily. Influenced by Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks. and Silent Hill too, but what, what was it? Heavy Premonition. What was Deadly it? Premonition. Deadly Premonition vibes. Dash of Life is strange, um, but it really I, I'm getting major also Silent Hill feelings from it. Yeah. So basically, in the trailer, he kind of like something something is happening, like he's dealing with some sort of situation. And then all of a sudden he wakes up and doesn't know what happened to him. And there's a bloody shirt. Mm -hmm. And he's, so he's trying to piece together what happened. And he's kind of like going into his mind and subconscious, I think, is what a lot of it shows. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that that art is from the town, but maybe it's like in his mind or something. Or where he originally started and not the thing. Um, it's Warren all grown up. <laughs> he becomes a detective. I don't know what, if he, what he actually is. Um, uh, oh, it looks like he is some sort of. If he has something on his arm. Yeah. He's a guy. He's we a, know that. He's a guy. Most likely a man. Um... Most, li most likely. He has hair on his head and some growing out of oh, his face. Oh, he's an investigative journalist. Oh, uh, that's cool. Everyone listening to this is, like, waiting for us to get there. 
Sometimes so he's a, he gets okay. tired. No, no, no. Okay, so he is an investigative journalist returning home to bury an old friend. The story takes place in the fictional town of Basswood, West Virginia. So the shots, some of the shots could be from different places. Was there another game taking place in West Virginia as well? I feel like I remember that somehow. You're not talking about like, I don't know. There was another game taking place in Virginia. Or the, oh, uh, Fallout 76. Oh, yeah. What That's is it. with, like, entire industries suddenly going to one place? Oh, it, I mean, it's really just two games. Yeah, but I just feel like everyone's like, we're going to Portland, or we're going to... Greece. West Virginia. Oh, we're going ba, ba, ba. To, to what's the what's the proper word for like the Nordic area? Scandinavia. Scandinavian countries. We're going to Scandinavia. We're getting those vibes. Like I don't know. So they all just collectively. So choose it's the next yeah. Location? Fallout Fallout seventy six is set in post apocalyptic West Virginia. Will you look up where the latest Far Cry takes place? That's in Montana. Oh. Okay. So nowhere even close. Oh okay. Rose. Take me home to Alabama, not West Virginia. That's not how the song goes. Bethesda. What? They changed the song to say West Virginia instead of Alabama. Really? Yeah, in the trailer. In the release trailer I for Fallout 76. Oh. It, the original words No, it are, says West Virginia. What? what the anime that? I watched did not say that. Wow. You're just, like, hitting them out of the park today. Yeah, country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Oh, I thought it was Alabama. No. Oh, my God. I was like, I know that's not right. Because I, I know that's not I can't believe it. Geek Remix is canceled. I'm canceled. Just the geek. There's Remix left. That's yeah, it. that's me. Okay. That Remix will have to continue on without you. Yeah, I'm. You're having to... your geek badge taken away. I, it's being taken away. I will be killed ceremonially. Anime <laughs> has led you astray. Anime has led me astray. Um, what anime was I watching? It was like some anime where a girl was like obsessed with American country music. No. No. <laughs> Thanks a lot, anime. You betrayed me again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't. It's over, I guess. Um, um, I'm going to be killed on July 3rd, 2018. Uh, it'll probably be live streamed. It'll be a ceremonial we, killing. Well, we have to get make sure we can get to West Virginia. It's only, it's only fair. Well, Since I you've just, disgraced them. Well, it's not about that. I've disgraced gamers everywhere about getting something wrong and I unfortunately will be killed so I mean goodbye everybody uh, three strikes you're out okay but, bef but before you go let's do <laughs> let's do our sponsorship oh yeah I mean we gotta pay for the funeral <laughs> we gotta pay for the funeral somehow so uh, today's sponsorship is coming to you from shirt punch shirt punch is a uh, basically t-shirt site. They do daily deals for like $10 t-shirts. They have a lot of uh, cute... The, the page froze. Go ahead. They have a lot of like, I don't know, like you see the John Wick, like Mario kind of one here. Uh, they have a lot of um, like Harry Potter. If you were a dog. Star Trek. Um, what if what if the Harry Potter houses were dogs and then you go... And then Seems you're like, right. I would totally wear a slobberin' t-shirt, <laughs> or a griffin dog, or a ruffin' paw. Where's Hufflepuff? Hmm. Probably somewhere else. Let's look at the daily. See, every day it changes. Yeah, so these are the, the daily deals at the top here. So, um, if you are interested in getting some fandom t-shirts that are kind of like different looking uh, for a discount... You can use the code POD10 for a 10% discount. So that's P-O-D-10. And you got the, like... They do a lot of, like, fandom mashups I saw, which is kind of cool. Like, so if you, um, like... 
Or they just, you know, turn people into dogs or black. Or, you know, just if Well, you it's want... like, so see, you see this, like, Bohemian Misery, which is, like, Stephen King with, like, a bunch of, like, horror icons. Instead of Queen. Bo- instead of Bohemian Rhapsody. So, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of neat if you, like... Oh, my God. This movie scared me so much as a kid. And that, this shirt speaks to me. It's, um, that one scary robot from that movie. What's it called? What was it has the robot in it? It was a movie about a robot who became sentient. He was supposed to be a war machine, but he became like sapient and then decided I want to be a cute robot. But like that movie scared the shit out of me. I don't know something about that robot I did not like. You're not talking about like I mean you're not talking about like Wally or something. No no no. This is from like the eighties. It was like the scare. I don't know why it scared me so much. I think I short circuit. Yeah, short circuit. This guy. Yeah, that fucking robot. I think it's because I saw it and then I had a dream that blood was coming out of it, like it was bleeding or something. Hold on, let me just pull up. This this guy. Fucking scary shit. I'm so sorry. You guys know I love robots, but I had like I watched that when I was like four years old. Had a terrifying dream about it. And, like, ever since, I've been scared to death of it. I mean, is there anything actually scary in it, or were you scared because you were a little kid? I was scared because I was a little kid. Okay. But this shirt where it's, like, busting through the fucking wall. Well, that's, that's a... That's from The Shining. Shining. Yeah, so that's basically my experience with the movie. <laughs> is it busting through a mo- wall with red eyes? Yeah. Anyways, if you want a 10% discount... You can uh, use the code POD10. Oh, look at these. We have... Hufflepuff! Oh, Hufflepuff! Hufflepuff! Ah, that makes sense. It does. Flights of Dragons. Uh, let's see. Well, we got to say it out loud for our podcast viewers. We have a Back to the Future 80s looking thing. Hugs, not drugs. Oh, yeah. But, uh, what's your saying that you say about hugs? Might as well face it, you're addicted to hugs. Might as well face it, you're addicted to hugs. Stacey loves saying that. Um, Got some cool Star Wars shirts here, too, with the battle on the beach and the rebel. I like that. There's Grimace-ass fucking Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) Thanos. That's Grimace with the Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) Look, Look at these Star Wars designs. Those are really cool. And look, look, look at the one at the top. Which one? The, the sunset one, the rebel sunset. Ooh. That's really pretty. I like that. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Anyways, um, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about with E3? Um, I just want to say that straights, it's over. There were two gays at E3, and we're coming for you next. Next year? There might even be three gays. You don't even know. <laughs> and then after that, basically all straight cis penises will be illegal. So, sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so this podcast, uh, thank you so much, by the way, everyone, for your patience as um, we, yeah, I was dealing with some depression stuff that's still around, but we're making it work. Um, and then, of course, I went to Japan, which set us back a couple weeks in terms of, like, getting stuff done. But I'm back now, and I'm almost 100% not sick anymore, because uh, that was pretty shitty. Yeah, it was just, like, one thing after It another. was just, like, one thing after another, and it just, like... You got slapped hard with those brain chemicals. Yeah. Then you had to go to Japan... And then you got back and you could, you know, every time anybody travels internationally, some sort of super bug is... Super sickness. I wasn't the only one who got sick off of that trip, too, because one of the other people that I was traveling with got the same thing. Every time I go to an airport, I almost die. Well, yeah, because you have no immune system. I don't have one. Yeah. It could be because I drink from the water fountains. It's most likely because you never leave the house, and so you're not exposed to any germs. I Well, maybe I should just never leave the house. (laughs) Um, This podcast is thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Um, 
thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. It really helps us out. You know, YouTube is always doing funny business with the videos and stuff. And I don't know, I guess I just always want to say that, like, we really appreciate those of you who support us directly. We, we, we support, we are grateful for people thank who support you. us in any way, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody who watches, you're helping. Everybody who gives us a dollar on Patreon, thank you. Like, yeah. saving our lives, basically. Yeah, and if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash geekremix and find our stuff there. Um, I put scripts and stuff on there sometimes, as well, so long as it's not breaking any NDAs or anything. Um... Yeah. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with me in between videos and podcasts, you can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at GeekRemixalot. Um, and you? You can find me at GeekRemix on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. So, thank you so much, and we will hopefully talk to you again soon. Bye! Bye.